back to another episode of FedSmart. Got a great conversation that we're going to have today about the um, dangers of general financial advice. Um, you know, how to get financial advice, where to get it, what type of financial advice maybe you should take, but definitely the financial advice you shouldn't take. <laughs> Stephen and I have been doing this for a long time. Uh, I mean, I've been doing this 19 years, Stephen going on eight years, and we've worked with, I don't even know how many federal employees at this point. And one common denominator, one underlying issue, Stephen, that we see all the time is people that usually have a, a lower TSP balance or, or can be in like financial struggles or losing money and things like that. Um, quite often we see that they took some form of general financial advice. You know, a colleague told them this is how you should allocate your TSP. They're reading a blog online and they're just following some financial guru or somebody that they think is a guru and following their daily TSP moves or what everybody should be allocated in and the person that has the crystal ball and what's coming on the horizon and things like that. And we want to talk about some common um, things that we've seen and some snares to avoid so that you can be in, you know, good financial situation. I mean, like I said, Stephen, we've, we've been doing this a while and we, we see that often enough to where some people are like, uh, I don't do that. It's not that big of a deal, but some people, you know, are doing it and they don't even realize it. Yeah, that's uh, that is a common, common trend with the meetings we run is uh, where people get financial advice and their kind of investment mentality with the TSP um, it's most of the time I would say general, general advice. And, um, yeah. it's, I, I always think of like the internet makes everyone a specialist at everything. Um, <laughs> but what's that saying? Jack of all trades, master of nothing. It's, it's one of those things where unless you're in it all the time and really look at your specific situation, general advice usually is not the way to go if, if ever. Right. Yeah. I mean, people go, okay, I don't get it. Why? I want to I want to take take hold of my situation. I want to take responsibility for it. And where do I get information? I'm reading this blog. I'm reading this. My colleague's done pretty good with his TSP or her TSP. It's proven in the past. So so why shouldn't I take their advice and follow them if it's if what they're doing is working for them? Why shouldn't I do it? Well, first of all, that's like fitting everybody into the same box, you know. It's as crazy to us as if a doctor put out a blog, for example, and a doctor says, okay, everybody who's turning 60, go ahead and be on high blood pressure medication, high cholesterol medication, and go ahead and take some insulin because the chance of being diabetic when you're over 60 is very likely. So everybody go ahead and start taking di diabetic medication or some form of insulin or something like that. And you might not be diabetic or probably are not, and you're now taking insulin for that. And that sounds like a crazy analogy. And some of you guys are going, okay, that's a little bit uh, ridiculous, but it's that ridiculous to where if somebody's 60 or older, everybody says, okay, now you should be, you know, either hundred percent in the G fund or 80% C 20% G or, or whatever. Everybody's situation is as unique as their medical diagnosis and should not be taking a medication if they don't, if they don't need to treat the symptoms or treat a disease. And it's the same thing in the financial world, Stephen, where we see it 
over and over and over again, you know, where somebody was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm withdrawing from my TSP large chunks every year. And I'm a hundred, hundred percent in the S fund and I'm in retirement and I'm older and I'm in the S fund and I'm losing all kinds of money because I saw this blog that says you should be a hundred percent in the S fund because it has the highest average annual returns, things like that. That's as crazy as again, just taking, you know, insulin because you might be, you know, prone to diabetes because you're in your 60s now. And that's what we see all the time is, well, often, I shouldn't say all the time, but we do see it quite often. And one of the biggest detriments to financial plans and retirement planning is, again, just finding some kind of article, you know, your colleague, for example, they might be doing really well in their TSP. And I'll give you a perfect example. I had a uh, one of my clients years ago that she was following what a colleague was telling her to do because he was doing pretty well in his TSP, you know, and he had a track record over the last 10 years, you know, he's up, up, up every year. Well, newsflash, the C and the S fund was up, up, up every year over the last 10 years. What happened in 2008, 2009? How'd his account do? But the big key here was this individual, his colleague, he had a military pension. He also had a large uh, federal pension, Social Security, and then his wife had a pension. So he didn't need any income from his TSP. He had other savings. And so he didn't need to draw from his TSP. He could allow that to be riskier and ride the ups and downs of the market because he's not pulling from it. Where her, she still had decent income, but needed a monthly withdrawal, Stephen, from the TSP also needed a, an occasional withdrawal each year to go on vacation and do the things she wanted to do. She was in a totally different financial situation than him. He could allow his TSP to be risky because he doesn't need to pull from it, but she needed withdrawals, cons withdrawals consistently from her TSP. She's in a totally different situation than he is. So he could be in the C and the S fund, for example, and she needed to be more on the conservative side. So she's not solidifying losses. And that's that's one of many, many examples. I mean, we could go on and on, you and I, of literally hundreds of examples. I mean, no exaggeration, hundreds and hundreds of people that have made poor financial decisions, basing it off of a blog they've read or a colleague, a brother, sister, who've done well in the market. But that doesn't mean that's going to do well for you and your situation. Yeah, I think some of the key points to consider in your specific situation, um, and these are just some of them, would be investment horizon, you know, or or time, uh, your investment timeline. When are you going to need to access your funds? That's going to dictate a lot about how you should be invested. Your risk tolerance is another big one. Could you take a big loss? And like in your example, Jesse, one person could, the other person couldn't. Um, and then your goals, you know, what are your goals for your, your retirement funds? Is it for beneficiaries? Is it for income? Is it for these things? And not, no two people are the same. So to your point, um, it, it, it is kind of like, um, I had a client too last year who we had a really good plan set up, but she had some friends who were nurses and, and they were financial experts and, kind of talked her out of it. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, so it's kind of like, um, if I went into a mechanic working on my car, I have no idea how how any of these things work. I know I hit the gas pedal, my car goes, but it's like me going into the garage and saying, Hey, uh, if the spark plug should go on the hubcap. I mean, it's, it's, it, that's ridiculous, but it's kind of the same kind of thing. Um, so those are some of the key points to consider, you know, and there's many of them, right. um, but 
you yeah. know, if you're going to kind of just scratch the surface, I would probably start there. Exactly. Yeah. So now don't, we don't want to discourage you from researching and to right. look at the different funds and look at all the options out there. Like Steven said, what we want to tell you is the only time you should take financial advice in our opinion, you know, and what we've seen to be successful is until somebody has asked you, okay, what are you, like Steven said, what are your goals for the, for this money? What do you want it to accomplish? When do you need to pull from it? What withdrawals do you need to pull and how much and when, what's your risk tolerance? You know, if the market tanks 30%, uh, can you emotionally not freak out and leave the money there and let it ride until they've asked you all your specific goals and what you're trying to accomplish with your money until that point, they should not give you financial advice. The only financial advice you should ever take is from somebody who had, you know, that took the time to ask you what you're trying to accomplish with that money. And then they have experience helping people in those similar situations. Because, for example, even in my example earlier of the individual, he was doing really well in his uh, TSP and she was following his advice. He has experience trying to get high returns, being in the C and the S. He doesn't have any experience where you need to be pulling from it and in the distribution phase and go more conservative and figure out the best way to set up a withdrawal plan. He doesn't, he's never had any experience in that, or in this case, he hasn't. So if that person hasn't had experience accomplishing what you need your money to accomplish, that's not somebody you want to take advice from either. But the biggest thing is, again, you can research, you can, you can learn, you can do different scenarios, you can find out what other people are doing, but don't just blindly follow somebody like a brother, sister, colleague, or a financial guru, <laughs> or there's so many financial specialists out there, like Steven said, like the nurses years ago, they're financial specialists, like, you know, what's their actual background? I would trust them with my nursing, but I wouldn't trust them with my investments, you know, things like that. And so you want to know, is this person experienced before I'm taking their advice? But the biggest thing, like I said, is if they haven't asked you the specifics of your situation they should not be giving you advice. I mean, we see, Stephen and I, we're students of retirement planning. We love reading about retirement planning, studying it. And we see so many articles out there and, and so many gurus and so many blogs and so many people putting out information. And it's like, oh, I didn't know they had the crystal ball. You know, you read an article. Oh, yeah, that it's, says, it's very cringy. Get out A lot of it's pretty cringy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oof, that's, that's not going to be yeah, good. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, like, you know, during COVID, perfect example, everybody's like, get out of the market, you know, the, this this is the apo financial apocalypse and things like that. Boy, were they wrong, right? I mean, 2019, 2020, things rebounded big time. And so they don't have the crystal ball. They don't know what's going and we to don't, happen. We so don't about, either. So we're not saying we have all right. the answers. But the, the main point is, is right. you know, just don't take general advice. You really need to do you know, look inside, see what, you, what your goals are or talk with someone. And along those same lines, when we're saying talk to someone who knows the system, what should they look for, Jesse, as far as um, an advisor, fiduciary, what is a fiduciary? Um, walk us through that. Absolutely. So Stephen and I are under the belief that every federal employee should have two relationships to help their retirement planning. The first relationship is you should try to establish a relationship with somebody in your benefits department, your HR um, or your actual benefits department, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. Now, before you message me and say, I don't even know my my HR is, 
regional. It's been, you know, it's impossible to get a hold of those people. I, I mine is not even in my building anymore. It's, you know, three states away and things like that. Well, you do have a benefits department somewhere. You do have an HR, human resources, and you have a benefits. You should establish a relationship with them. Just get to know who they are, where they're at, what their email and their phone number is. Maybe have them run, um, you know, a, a calculation or two for you in addition to your, your GRB. But if you have a good relationship with somebody in your benefits department later on when you need to apply for retirement or you do have a benefits question, if you have a relationship with them, it's going to be a lot easier. So you should have a relationship with a HR and then two, you should have a financial advisor that um, helps you with your retirement. So that financial advisor in our opinion, should be somebody that really knows the federal system. So if you're a federal employee, you should work with a financial advisor that really knows the ins and outs of the federal system. And you can tell pretty quick if you're talking to a financial advisor, if they know the federal system, you know, ask them a couple questions like, when am I eligible for my first pension? If they're not able to tell you that pretty quick or they go, what's a first pension? <laughs> right there, you know that they're not. And then with my TSP, what are the five funds available in the TSP? Which one should I be allocated to? If they don't know the five main TSP funds right away, again, that's a that's a pretty decent red flag. They don't know the federal system. And then two, that they should be able to tell you that they're a fiduciary in some capacity, whether you know it says it on their website or if you ask them outright, are you a fiduciary? And a fiduciary, in Stephen and I's opinion, means somebody that's going to act on in your best behalf they're they're going to put your needs and goals first that person is acting in a fiduciary capacity and so you want to find a financial advisor that you know is a fee based commission based maybe a combo but they they say they will tell you that they're a fiduciary so the two things is they know the federal system in and out and they are fiduciary and if you don't know that if you don't know of a financial advisor like that you know, you've been Googling, you've been talking to friends, you know, Stephen and I, you can set an appointment with Stephen and I, and that's, that's not a shameless plug. You know, we know that, I mean, we have over 200,000 listens on our podcast a month and we know not every single person is going to work with us and that's fine. If you don't work with us, no problem, but we want you to work with somebody who knows the federal system and is a fiduciary because even really ethical, great financial advisors who don't know the federal system, we've seen them put federal employees in irreversible situations that they just didn't know what they were doing. They didn't do it out of, in my opinion, some of the cases I've seen where they lacked ethics or they were doing it for their own you know, self-interest. They, they truly believed what they were doing was best for the federal employee, but they didn't know some of the federal uh, nuances and some of the um, you know specifics of being a federal employee. So that's why it's important to work with a financial advisor who knows the federal system. And then also another big red flag, if you're talking to a financial advisor, again, if they haven't asked you what your goals are, they haven't set a whole financial plan of how much income are you going to get in retirement? How much do you need? What do you need your TSP to accomplish? Those are the type of questions that they should be asking you. And then based on getting that information back, then they can build a financial plan specific to your needs and goals, rather than if you call them and they say, okay, you should get out of the TSP and here's where I'm going to put you in this no risk fund. That's great. It does this before they've asked you anything that that's a big red flag. They're more of salesman in our opinion than an actual consultant or an advisor. So that's probably, those are the people that you should be working with. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a good point. I've heard many people over the years just say, yeah, I talked to this person. They just wanted to roll my TSP without asking any questions as far as, okay, what did you want it to do? Because there's a lot of times where it makes sense to just stay in the TSP too. You know, it's just, it really is a personal thing. Absolutely. Yep. You're as unique as a snowflake, whoever's listening. <laughs> we're not calling you snowflakes. We're saying you're, you're as unique <laughs> yeah, as one. Be careful so. of that one now. <laughs> I know this day and age, that's, but seriously, everybody's situation is, <laughs> is totally unique. And so you need to build Here a comes the hate mail. plan for you. Yeah, that's okay. You can send it to Jesse. Don't send it to Steven. <laughs> I, I, I called you the snowflakes. No, I said you're you as unique as a snowflake. <laughs> there's a, there's a difference. So, but your situation is, is like I said, totally unique. I mean, Steven, we, we do about 50 appointments a week um, or so with federal employees every week. And we can honestly say that, you know, almost every single meeting is totally different. Yes, there's sometimes where people's goals and situations are, are similar. But, you know, for example, the amount that they should be investing for income or the amount that they should be in the C and the S. Again, all of that depends on when you're going to touch it, how much income you need. And so everybody's situation is is totally different. So to, to sum up for today, make sure that you're not if you're researching and you're taking responsibility for your federal retirement, that is great. We applaud you for that. We want you to do that. But we don't want you to just blindly follow somebody who can post returns and post results and say, this is what my TSP has done or my client's TSPs have done. Don't blindly follow somebody. Make sure that they've sat down and asked you the specifics of your goals, your needs, things like that, like I said. And then two, you know, find some, some find some advice real quick. You know, everybody says, well, I don't know if it's worth paying a financial advisor. I would recommend that you Google the Vanguard uh, financial advisor research. And Vanguard did some research years ago because when Vanguard first came out, they wanted to keep their fees as low as possible. Their fees for some of their funds are as low as the TSP, to give you an idea. And they were saying, don't work with a financial advisor, just you know, kind of set it and forget it, ride the wave. You don't need a financial advisor because you should pay as little fees as possible. Well, after time, Vanguard were getting these phone calls consistently and they were noticing people were making, you know, poor financial decisions, sometimes pulling out when they shouldn't, things like that. So they did some research and Vanguard did their own independent, unbiased research starting from the point of view that you shouldn't work with a financial advisor. And after their research, they found that people who work with financial advisors on average, make 3% more per year, even after paying a higher fee for a financial advisor. One of the main reasons is because the financial advisor can build a plan specific to you and then help you stick to that plan by removing emotion. You know, when 2008 happens and you want to panic and you want to get out of your C and your S fund, that, that financial advisor can say, no, you know, we've got 10 years to recover. You're not going to be touching this money. It's not the time to get out of the market and solidify those losses. If, if you can't stomach these losses, then when it recovers, maybe in the future, we'll go more conservative and things like that. But that financial advisor helps you build that plan and then helps you remove emotion and stick to that plan. So on average, even after paying uh, 3% or excuse me, 3%, even after paying about 1% in the study towards a financial advisor, by the way, not, not all financial advisors are that expensive either. Um, after fees, you're going to be making about 3% more. And then lastly, on that point, 
especially during the distribution phase. If you are close to retirement or you're retired, you do need a guide to help you decide when to pull from the TSP or your investments and how you should be allocated and all of that. And when you're in the distribution phase or the retirement phase, it is especially important that you don't follow general financial advice. So that's what Stephen and I really wanted to communicate to the masses. I wish I had a bullhorn. I, I post about it every week if I could. You know, stop taking general financial advice. It's so, so important that you understand that. So hopefully you got some great information out of today. Again, if you don't know where to find a fiduciary retirement planner, if you're close to retirement or in retirement, you can go to our um, our website, fedwiseretirement.com, and you can schedule a free consultation with Stephen and I. And again, we're not just, our goal today is not to try to get everybody to become a client. We want to offer for you that opportunity so that you have access to a fiduciary retirement planner. But at the very least, go find somebody who can give you specific advice to your situation. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, the next one will, uh, we had some people wondering when we were going to talk about the Fegley in retirement. So that one will most likely be the next one. Uh, but we hope you guys Definitely. have a good week and we'll catch you on the next one. FedSmart podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be taken as financial advice. FedSmart, Jesse Black, Stephen Puckett, and FedWise Retirement Planners are not affiliated with any government agency or OPM. Jesse Black offers securities through Creative One Securities LLC member FINRA SIPC, and Jesse Black and Stephen Puckett offer advisory services through Creative One Securities LLC and Investment Advisor. FedWise Retirement Planners and FedSmart are not affiliated with Creative One Securities, LLC. For more information, you can visit FedWiseRetirement.com.